Welcome to another episode of the Polly Rob Podcast. I'm your counsel, Polly Rob, and I appreciate y'all tuning in and enjoying everything that I got going. You know what I mean? Make sure you subscribe on all the podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe to the Polly Rob Podcast on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. We are now on YouTube. Uh, make sure you check us out on SoundCloud, Stitcher Podcast, and every other platform that there is. I'm trying to get make sure I get this show on every platform possible. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep this thing rocking. I know I've been away for a while. I'm sorry. I get it. Y'all going to cuss me out. I understand. Um, but, you know, I've been indulging in what a creative is supposed to do, which is create. You know what I mean? A lot more records that I've been working on, a lot of TV and film stuff. Uh, I've been working on a lot of new business ventures that I can't get into right now, but it's coming very, very soon. And I appreciate everybody for just showing love and just, you know, rocking with me. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it's funny because uh, I was talking to my assistant the other day and she was telling me about, uh, you know, just we, we always discuss about, you know, upgrade uh, upgrades for the business that we want to indulge and get into and uh you know i'm always trying to stay abrupt on um new technology new apps new programs new software stuff like that you know what i mean so she put me on a tiktok you know what i mean i know y'all know what tiktok is if you don't know what tiktok is it's another social media platform that kind of gears itself uh, uh it's like a mixture between like a snapchat and an instagram with the element of using music to drive the narrative you know what i mean um so it's a lot of comedy on there a lot of people dancing doing routines uh so she was like yo you need to um get a tiktok you need to get a tiktok because this can help, you know, the things that local astronauts does and the things that clients that we work with, um, you know, uh, is trying to do in terms of marketing and stuff like that. So, you know, I did my research on TikTok and I realized, uh, which y'all probably don't know it, but I realized that um, the music that's that's selected on TikTok, like all the music that they use on TikTok, um, Every time you make a video with that music, it count as a stream. Let me say it again. Every single time you do a video with that actual song, that counts as a stream. So now I'm understanding why a lot of these young artists and these challenges, how it's going like crazy viral and Cats is really going platinum off of this. It's a real thing. You know what I mean? I'll talk about that on another episode, but I just want to say I am on TikTok and I do a lot of funny stuff on TikTok and I do a lot of, you know, just music driven, creative stuff on TikTok. And, uh, you know, my kids, uh, they're excited about it. So every time they get out of school, they like, yo, Let's do a video. So if you, uh, you know, my uh, uh, my username is like all of our other usernames. 
um, is Yo Poly Rob what up? Y O P O L Y R O B W H A T U P. I know it's still long. I'm not going to shorten it. So y'all got to deal with my long social media uh, username. <laughs> um, we got a great show today. We have a great show today. Before I get into the topic of today, I do want to talk about uh, what I did last night because it was an epic, epic night. So last night, uh, I, I got the chance to do my uh, first ever producer beat set. I did my first ever producer beat set. Um, and it was dope. It was monumental. It was dope. Um, monumental for me, you know what I'm saying? Because out of all the years I've been doing production and working with some of the biggest artists in the game and then working with some dope independent artists, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I've never gotten a chance to actually put my production just on a platform by itself and just rock a crowd, you know what I'm saying? Which was dope. So uh, shout out to my uh, guys um, at Raw Mondays, Raw Mondays, y'all need to, if y'all in LA, y'all need to pull up the Raw Mondays, um, hosted by my, my dear friend, my dear, dear friend, uh, DJ Kid Fresh of Power 106. Um, DJ Kid Fresh is a legendary, dope, young, aspiring, inspiring DJ. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he put together this event called Raw Mondays, where it's a combination between DJs and producers um, that this is their chance to shine. This is their chance to go rock out and do their thing. So you know how we how you have, you know, showcases for rappers and singers and stuff like that. No rappers, no singers, producers and DJs only. If it's anybody doing a set or getting on the tables or performing or anything, it's a DJ or it's a producer. So for all my DJs and producers out there, if you're in L.A., you need to pull up the Raw Mondays because it's fire. They got the DJ tables out there for the producers. If you got like your, you know, your uh, uh, your MPC or your Akai uh, any Akai products, your keyboards or your machine. Like me, I use a machine MK3, like with your laptop, however you want to do it. Even if, even if you want to bring your thumb drive and just play beats from your thumb drive, however you want to do it, rock the crowd with your creative production. You know what I'm saying? It's fire. It's dope. I got a chance to do my beat set. I actually started off the entire um, uh, sets um, because I had another event, which I tell you tell y'all uh, about that. Um, so I did an early set. My set was at like uh, like eight forty five or so because the event starts at eight and it ends at twelve. So my set was like eight forty five and they give you about like 10, 15 minutes to just rock and do your thing. And man, the response that I got was phenomenal. Yo, they was showing mad love. And I love that, man. I appreciate everybody that was there that was uh, showing me love and respect. And I look forward to doing it again. I know it's a couple of other beat uh, spots that I need to be at uh, that I didn't get a chance to do um, just due to me flying out or me having other obligations. But I will hit that. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to, uh, to uh, Stace. Shout out to Stacy at uh, the Blend Showcase. Um, beats and blends. I definitely got to hit her up and get on that. I'm inspired. Um, and then shout out to 
uh, AC alone and a beat battery. I got I got to definitely rock with them as well. You know what I'm saying? So I got to learn a couple of new tricks on how to, you know, do my DJ thing, kind of like blend the beats and, you know, do all type of crazy stuff. But once I get that on point or even while I'm working on it, I'm still doing my showcases. So y'all just come rock out with me, man, and just enjoy some dope production because I got I got all flavors. I got all flavors. You know what I'm saying? Like for sure. So, uh, the next event that I went to that was dope was, uh, I got a chance to host, uh, a dope event. Um, it was called a classic night with Edie. Um, uh, uh the artist was Edie. I mean, from the outlaws, if y'all don't know the legendary group, the outlaws, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Tupac's outlaws, uh, it's Edie Amin, which is was my favorite outlaw, which is still my favorite outlaw. And he did a show where, you know, he showcased the music that he's done before. And then he also showcased some new music that he's putting together. I've had the privilege of working on his new album that, that will be dropping. Um, and I'm excited about that. Um, and we had some dope performances before he got on stage as, as well. Um, shout out to Inglewood Pizzle that burned down the stage. Shout out to Bell. Shout out to Vulgar. Uh, shout out to Chewy and Triz. Uh, shout out to TF. Like those are all performers before Edie, and they all did an excellent job of commanding the crowd, bringing people in, and really spitting real bars to get people in tuned and locked in. You know what I'm saying? And then you know, Classic Edie went up there and just tore it down you know what i'm saying and then he he also uh uh did a record that i produced you know what i'm saying called roses you know what i'm saying um he performed it now I, I was i wasn't shocked by it but i was very thankful that he just took the time out to pick a record that i produced and perform it on stage you know what i'm saying salute to you Edie. then you know he went into his bag you know he man trading war stories uh, he done did a bunch of uh, Dear Mr. President. He done did all the classics. You know what I'm saying? It was dope. You know what I mean? It was fire. Um, and then, you know, gave, of course, shout out to Tupac. Um, also, shout out to Biggie because yesterday was March 9th. You know what I'm saying? The date that Biggie passed away. So he showed love to both and just let everybody understand that it was about culture. You know what I'm saying? It was about culture. No matter what differences that niggas had and you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it was about pushing the culture forward, and those two artists definitely did so. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I had a, a, a chance to host, uh, you know, on the mic, along with my guy DJ Uwe on the ones and twos, and uh, uh, DJ Don Juan on the ones and twos. He was doing his thing. I just met him, and uh, the, man, the man is phenomenal, man. So I hope to definitely uh, to rock some crowds with them in the future you know what i mean so that that was my day yesterday and it was an epic uh epic day make sure you check out on my instagram like everything that done went on i kind of try to post as much as i could you know what i mean uh but that was dope and I, i'm definitely uh happy about that so um to get into the topic of today uh i just want to talk about uh you know the reason why we're talking about this uh particular topic um, you know, first off, let me start off by saying, um, shots out to Megan Thee Stallion, phenomenal artist, phenomenal soul, very smart human being. Um, and I wish her all the success in the world. She's doing her thing. She actually just dropped her latest project, uh, Sugar, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and it's burning up the charts right now. It's 
burning up. I think like every record is charted on Billboard right now, which is which is a, a lot to say. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, I know everybody heard the recent, uh, you know, uh, rumors or, or story about her management company um, not doing right by her also, or allegedly not doing right by her um, contract wise and and Megan Thee Stallion wanted to renegotiate. So, you know, by me reading, you know, the story and then I talked I talk to a couple of my colleagues. Uh, I talked to one of my homegirls. She's um, <clears throat> she's a PR. Uh, her name is Destiny. Uh, she's dope. She's fire. Look her up. Um, and I talked to her about the whole situation with Megan and asked her how she felt about it because Destiny was the one who actually put me on Megan Thee Stallion. I got a chance to go to the Beats and Beers showcase that she put together in, um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was in Cleveland. Um, and then I got a chance to actually go meet her, meet Megan Thee Stallion, and, uh, you know, just chop it up with her. You know what I mean? And shout out to Big Hef, because Big, Big Hef had a lot to do with a lot of her success as far as moving her around radio stations and getting her to a different uh, uh, pub that she needed. Um but, you know, I instantly, like, when you listen to Megan, you fall in love with the whole concept of her being. Like, on top of her being sexy, she she got bars. She got real bars, real records, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, of course, you figure out that, you know, she went to college, uh, and she's in college, and she's, you know, graduating from college. So that's just even, even better, you know what I mean? Kind of makes you rethink the women you decide to date you know what i mean <laughs> but uh so I, I i asked destiny i'm like yo so how do you feel about this whole situation and she gave me her thoughts and i asked a couple people talked to my business partner by drew um you know which check out his podcast the brand daddy podcast you know talked to a, probably like about four or five people and just got some good opinions and good thoughts about the situation and then i thought in my brain i'm like you know what like just on a surface level, there's a lot of people that don't know about certain things about the business of how it goes with contracts, how it goes with agreements, you know, not even just music, but I'm just talking about in general, like people do not understand, you know, the concept of a couple of things that we're going to talk about in business. You know what I mean? And as a result of that, the lack of you not knowing becomes poison to your future. It becomes poison to your future because you don't know, because you're someone didn't educate you or you didn't educate yourself on the proper workings of what this business is about. Music business, entertainment business. You know, all the way down to any type of business you would, you know, uh, want to get into. Sometimes people don't know what this black and white thing is about. And I'm not talking about black and white as in uh, black people, white people. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the black and white of the industry. Paperwork. I'm talking about black and white. Paperwork. So my topic for today is black and white poison. The title of my 
episode today is black and white poison. Now, what do I mean by that? What do I mean by black and white poison? I'm talking about, you know, the concept. If something doesn't help you, it hurts you. In this case, if it's something that you're unaware of, it can hurt you in the near future or for the far future. However, now, you know, artists, because I'm a creative myself, so I'm subject to it as well. You know, as artists and as entertainers, you know, we have this one side of us that we just wish we could just create all the time and not have to worry about the business side. Now, there are very few people who get a chance to just worry about the creative side and not have to deal with the business because they might have somebody that they trust with the situation or they have somebody that can back them on, on knowing about the business that they can actually believe that can handle it the right way. But for the most of us, we need to learn about the business. We need to learn about the business. We need to learn about different terms um, in contracts or different terms that people use to be able to conduct business. We need to learn about uh, the pros and cons of investments. We need to learn about, you know, how important your creative control is to your whole situation. You know what I mean? We need to learn a lot of that stuff. So what I wanted to do today is I just wanted to talk about a couple of those things and kind of break them down the best way I can so the people that are listening can understand how important, how important this black and white paperwork thing really is. Now, first off, let's break down Megan Thee Stallion's contract in a sense. I don't know all the details, but I'm going to try to cover a little bit of what she talked about. So first off, in her contract, it states that for her release of her project and for the sales of her actual project, of any project she puts out, there's the management company that's 1501 and then there's Megan Thee Stallion as the actual artist entity. So number one in the sales and release of her project in terms of the money that they will receive from this project being released, the management company will retain, which means that they will get 60% of whatever's profited after expenses, which means there's a couple of processes that you have to understand. So there's the initial investment. There's the actual investment. How much money did the management company put up up front to get these things done? So let's say that they spent a million dollars to get the recording done to get the distribution, the marketing, whatever it needs for the 
project to actually get made and released. Let's say they put up a million dollars. That's the initial investment. So let's say the project makes $12 million. So the gross is $12 million. That means that's all the money that's been made from this actual release. That means that after recruitment, recoup is when the investor gets their money back off the top. They get the money that they invest, they invested back first before the splits can happen. So the sales are $12 million. The management that invested the $1 million get the $1 million back first in its entirety, get their $1 million back. So now what's left? $11 million. So now out of $11 million, management gets 15. I'm sorry. Management gets the management 1501. They get 60%. And then Megan gets 40%. 40. So that's one. That's just off the sales of the project. Megan gets 40%. Management gets 60%. Okay? Now, also here in our contract, for all of her merch, merchandise, shirts, clothes, hats, dolls, everything. Everything that has to do with merchandise, the sales of merchandise, she gets... 70%, the management gets 30%. The management gets 30% of all merchandise sales, whether they negotiated it or not. They're in control of her brand, so no matter whether they negotiate it or not, they get 30% of all merchandise sales. Then, on the tour, tour money, show money, stuff like that. So these are three streams of income, sales of the project, merchandise, and then tour money, performance money. On the performance money, they also retain 30%. So the management, 1501, gets 30% of all the tour money, performance money, whatever. Megan gets 70%. So, sales, 60-40. Merchandise, 70-30. Uh, performance, 70-30. Also in her contract, she's responsible for paying her wardrobe and her staff out of her portion of her earnings. She's responsible for that. The management is not responsible for that. She's responsible for that. Okay. So now she wants to, now she is being managed by Rock Nation. So 1501 is the label. They're the label. Sorry, if I said 1501 was management, that's wrong. 1501 is the label. 
They're the label. So she just got management under Rock Nation, which is Jay-Z and all the big wigs. So now there's another company that's playing a part of the situation. So now, of course, respectfully, they're going to get a percentage off of the things that Megan does as well, because they're going to set her up to be on bigger platforms, to do bigger things, you know, to, to, to blow this whole superstar out the water, to make her the biggest she possibly can. So they're going to get a percentage of her shares, which is her 40% from sales, her 70% from merch, and her 70% from performance. Now, this is the, the problem that Megan says she's having. She feels that 1501, the label, is getting too much percentage off of what they negotiated in the beginning deal. She wants to renegotiate so that 1501 can take a lesser percentage in sales, lesser percentage in merchandise, and lesser percentage in performance, right? 1501 is saying, the label, they're saying, no, we don't want to budge. We want to keep our percentages the same. And as a result, if we can't keep it the same, we will stop everything, music and all of it. Now, they went to court. They couldn't stop the music. The music is out. But as of now, they still retain the same percentages of everything. Now, this is the reason why I wanted to have this conversation. Because to a lot of people, they feel like Megan is being cheated. And then people who are in the industry, some of them believe that that's a fair deal. And there's some people believe uh, that that's that's a better deal than a lot of all of these artists get. Because there's some deals that artists don't even get that much. But out of all of that, no matter what side you're on, I want to break down a couple of things so your decision can be made properly, not just for this situation, but for you moving on as a creative and understanding what you can do in your business endeavors. So pros and cons of investments. Let's talk about that because if we take the mega situation, 1501 is the label, but they're also, which is classified as the investors. They're investing the money into the artists. Now let's talk about the pros of investment. Well, obviously, you know, when you got an investor, you have money to work with. You have capital to be able to do the things that you want. You have money to do what you want. You want to shoot a video. You got money to do that. You want to get in bigger studios and cut records. You get to do that. You want the best engineers. You get to do that. You want the best producers. You get to pay for that. You want to get the best wardrobe. You get to pay for that. By investor, you're able to make moves and make the brand of the artist a lot bigger because you have money to do so. Another pro, you have the ability 
by having an investor, you have the ability to bring your creative ideas to life. You can bring your creative ideas to life because now you have money. I know everybody, you know, they had that point where they feel like they like, damn, I want to I want to go to this uh, event. But I don't think I can go because I don't have the money to get the suit or the dress that I need to be able to step in there like how I want to. Or, man, I want to open up this restaurant, man. My recipes is bomb. Everybody love my food, you know, but. I can't bring this idea to life because I don't have the money. An investor helps you accomplish that. It helps creatives take their ideas and bring them on a full scale. You can do that now that you got an investor with some money. Another pro. Now you get to make the decisions that you want to make. And let's discuss that for a minute, because when you have an investor, first off, when you don't have an investor, one of the things you always uh, do, you get into this mode where it's like, okay, I'm going to do what I can. Let me do what I can because I don't have the money to do what I want. Let me do what I can. You know what I mean? If you're recording in the basement, you're going to keep recording in the basement because you just can, you're trying to weather the storm until you get a better situation. But when you get an investor, you're like, oh, no, I can, man, I can rock out and I can go get the best studio. You can do what you want when you got an investor with money. You can do what you want. Really bring things to fruition. You know what I mean? Investments are happening all around the world. There's banks investing in businesses. There's labels investing in artists. There's, you know, uh, you know, investors investing in, you know, restaurants, investing in food trucks. You know, what I mean, investing in art galleries. You know, what I mean, it's, it happens all the time. At some point in time, you will become an investor as a creative. You will become an investor because you got money, you want to put it into something that can also make you some money as well. It can give the entity creative control. It can give the entity the opportunity to be something major. And you can get a percentage and get some money from that on top of what you've already put in. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. Now, let's talk about some of the cons of investment. Some of the things that's not so good all the time with investments. You're dealing with first thing, you're dealing with someone else's money. Let me explain that. When you deal with someone else's money, you're technically in a hole. Whatever your ideal is, let's say your idea is, is Super Supreme Tacos. And somebody give you $500,000 to invest in the business of these Super Supreme Tacos. The moment they give up that money, 
You're five hundred thousand dollars in a hole. So you got to be wise about what you spend it on. Because you got to make that money back. And then some. You got to make that money back. Now, we all know with ideas, they can. They can be great ideas, they can be bad ideas. I don't feel like no idea is bad unless you don't put no effort into it. But, you know, that's my opinion. But with ideas, we know that sometimes they don't always work out. But you still got to pay that money back. If somebody give you 500000 to invest in your business, whether that business works or not, you still got to pay 500000 back. Even if you don't make $1 past that, you still got to make that back and you got to give that to your investor. For some people, that's not a bad thing. For others, that's terrifying. It's terrifying. But it's a real thing. It's business. Another con. When you in when someone invests money into you, invests time or effort. And they're the person that's investing the majority of the finance. Sometimes, not all the time. But sometimes it's a situation where they have the upper hand on the say so of what's supposed to happen with the money. Especially if it's a partnership. If you're the creative and then they're the financier. Usually they got to go along with whatever plan is is in place. Because they got the money. They're spending their money on this. So sometimes the bad part is you don't get your full say so because you're not the one with the money. You're not the one with the money. So the ball may not always be in your corner the whole time. Sometimes you're going to have to do things that you are not okay with because it makes money. It makes the money back. I know artists that have invested their time and efforts into doing grimy hip hop music. Then they get an investor to invest money into their company. And then the investor say, yo, I need you to give me a a number one single. So you're going to have to do something to make people dance. And it's against it's against whatever the artist is on. But because they got to make that money back. They got to go ahead and do that. They got to make that happen. Investments is a real it's a tricky thing if you don't understand what's important about them. When you're getting money from somebody, you're initially saying that this person is buying into the company they're buying into the brand when someone invests into your company they are buying into the brand which means that they get a percentage a vast good percentage of whatever your company is worth that's a real thing and whether you discuss if it's a initial investment and you're paying the money back and then moving on 
or this is something where they're buying into the company and they, they have a defining percentage of the company. And then that's, that's that leads me to the last con, which, you know, depends. Is it a con or not? But the last con of investment is when someone invests into your company, they will have a share or percentage that they get indefinitely. Let me say it again. When someone invests into your company, especially if they put up a, a, a great chunk of money to help this company go where it needs to go. They can get a percentage of all the money being made for the company indefinitely forever, forever. Even when they're gone, they can still get a percentage and give it to their kids. I need creatives to understand this. That's the reason why these investors start investing because they know that there's a possibility I can be a part of a company like Coca-Cola and get money for the rest of my life. That's why they invest because they want to be a part of a successful business that can pay them even when they stop working. Now, for some creatives and some artists, that's a bad thing. I don't feel like it is because I've been on the investment side and I've been on the creative side as well. I don't feel like it's a bad thing, but what I will say is it's a bad thing when the creative doesn't realize that that's a real possibility. When a creative doesn't understand or they don't know that type of information that when an investor invests into your company, that there's a real shot of them having a percentage to get money for the rest of their life off of this company. Even if they're not doing nothing for the company no more, they've bought into a percentage of this company. That's a real thing. And I want creatives to know that. Because I hear, I hear it so many times. I hear it too many times where creators be like, oh, man, I mean, he did put up some money, man. But, I mean, that was a long time ago and that money gone and he made his money back. I don't feel like he should get no more. No. He should get more. He started the whole thing. He catapulted your company into a successful money machine. He or she, he or she invested their money, their blood, sweat, and tears on paper and invested money into your idea to build it into a money-making brand. And you think that their money flow should stop at a certain point in time? Are you crazy? Let's think about it. Let's say you put money into McDonald's or, or a McDonald's-like company in the beginning. You, you invest the money, and then that company blows up just as big as McDonald's, if not bigger. 
And then they tell you, oh, well, that one million or two million dollars you invested. I mean, you made that back and you made you made like eight, nine million. Uh, We can take it from here. You don't need no more percentage. How would you feel? How would you feel? Understanding the levels of why someone is investing in the paperwork, the black and white that y'all put together, the paperwork y'all get y'all put together is very important. You gotta you gotta really read and really understand and come to a real agreement of what's going on. For immediate and the future as well. Investing is a real thing. Let's get to the next one. Creative control. We all know what that is. Artists, creative control over your music, over your ideas. That's a real thing in contracts. Who gets the creative control? Think about that. When you're dealing with contracts and you're dealing with people who are investing their time and efforts into what you got going. There's a point in time where you can come to the table and you can actually divvy up a percentage of creative control that someone has over your workings. Because creative control, you know, has a value to it in contracts. Creative control has a value to it. You hear artists all the time getting signed to labels, you know, get signed in Interscope, get signed up Capital. And no disrespect, no disrespect to none of the companies. No disrespect to none of these labels. But there are times where artists sign to, to uh, deals where they get more money on the front end or the back end, but they give up their creative control on what records or they, they should select for the album. Like there's a real thing. Let me give you an example. When you deal with a label, this is the scenario that most likely would happen. You can record to your face turn blue. You can record a hundred songs and they signed you to a one album deal. You can record a hundred songs. If they have the creative control the 12 songs that you selecting for your project, they have the say so on which 12 songs that is. If they have the creative control. If you have the creative control, then you decide which records that goes on that project. If y'all share creative control, then that means that you're responsible for picking half of the records and then they're responsible of picking half of the records. Now, keep in mind, if they don't like any of the records you did out of the hundred, you got to make more. You got to make more records until they approve of the records that they've selected under their creative control. That is a real thing. That is a real thing. When you when you have creative control, in a situation that means that you may be getting less money sometimes, but you have the ability to put out what you feel like is you. And sometimes in some cases, money can't buy that for some people. 
Money can't buy that for some people. Megan Thee Stallion, it seems like she has full creative control about the records that she puts out. That Sugar Project, it's all her. The records before that, that's all her. That's, that's what it seemed like. She has full creative control over what she puts out into the world. That's important to her. And a lot of times it's also important to the investor as well because they want you to do your thing because they want you to bring in the best results so we can make this thing work. So you got to be mindful of that. Creative control has a value in paperwork and it's, it's a conversation to be had of who has creative control. The last thing before I get out of here is branding. Let's talk about branding. Now in black and white, in this paperwork world, especially now within the past 10 years, branding has become a major thing that people always talk about in the forefront. Branding has always been a part of business, but now it's more publicized in terms of now smaller companies and smaller entities are now understanding the true value of branding your business. But when you're dealing with branding with an investor, there's a couple of things you have to talk about. One, you have to talk about if they invest in this money into your brand, do they get a percentage indefinitely for the rest of their lives? That's one thing to talk about. If they invest money into your brand, do they retain a percentage indefinitely or are they just investing? Uh, it's a 12 month, 24 month, four year investment where they'll get a percentage back on their investment. And then that's it. Is that what you're doing? Or is it an investment saying I'm going to give you uh, two hundred and fifty thousand for 3% of the company or 4% of the company. When you say that, when somebody gives you 500,000 for 4% of the company, what they're initially saying is they're buying into 4% of the company's worth indefinitely forever. Forever. That means that if the company gets sold, they get that four percent off the total uh, deal. If that that company is making money for twenty years, they get that four percent for the twenty years. So figure out what they're investing in. That's the conversation that needs to be had. That's the paperwork that needs to get drawn up. If you don't discuss that, creatives, you are giving yourself poison. And you're giving them poison to destroy you. You know what I mean? Branding is a big thing. Everybody wants to control the intellectual property of a moneymaker. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to control the intellectual property of a moneymaker. And they want a percentage of that. They want in on that. And the way to get in is by 
giving up money or giving up resources to buy into a piece of that business. There's not nothing wrong with that. It's just that as creatives, we have to be more mindful of how we divvy up our brand or or our soon to be brand, because in a lot of cases, these are not brands yet. These are just ideas and investors come in, put up money to make things roll and then it becomes a brand. So you got to understand what that is worth and how y'all work those things out. You know what I mean? In a nutshell, because I don't want to talk y'all ear off. I just wanted to explain certain things about business that I feel like y'all should really take heed and really understand because it's important for y'all to know the value of what y'all are doing as the idea, the value of what the investor will bring to the table and overall how y'all can continue to work together to where everybody feels satisfied. I'm not saying that every deal is going to be satisfying for both parties equally. But what I am saying is somebody, everybody, a part of the equation can get something that they want. It's all about having a conversation and making sure that that black and white is where it needs to be. You know what I'm saying? In the case of Megan Thee Stallion's situation, I just want to say, I don't think that she's wrong. I don't think that 1501 is wrong. But what I do think is, I think that now Megan Thee Stallion uh, has new management or has another powerhouse company that's coming in to help out on what she has going with her career. And as a result of that, they want a hefty percentage as well. So they're coming in and keep in mind, Rock Nation told Megan Thee Stallion about the things in the contract that she already understood, but they're coming from an angle of, well, how is it they get 30% off the merch and then when we get you this deal with this merch company for millions of dollars, uh, we gonna want 30% too or 30 or 40% ourselves or whatever. So Megan is gonna have to give up even more percentage now that there's two companies working together to make these things happen. So I think Rock Nation was just smart. It was saying, yo, how about you cut them, cut their percentage down and then use that percentage to give to us along with a little bit more. And then you'll still be in the green. You'll still have a good percentage for you to be able to do your thing with. But you will have both of us. I think that's the reason why the renegotiations uh, has to happen on behalf of Megan and Rock Nation side is because they just want to get in on that percentage a little bit, cut them down a little bit. So they can get in on, 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 on the issue and then do their thing. That's actually good business. There's not nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, this is what everybody got to understand. 1501, the label, has the right to say no. They have the right to say they don't want to do it or they don't have to do it. Because I feel like they haven't done anything wrong. It's just Megan has surpassed the value of what the contract was in the beginning. That she needs to be negotiated under new terms. But that doesn't mean that it's wrong. That, that doesn't mean that 1501 did anything wrong. It's just business. 
all's fair in love and business. You know what I'm saying? That's my segment for the day. I appreciate y'all tuning in. You know what I'm saying? I hope y'all got something from it. And uh, if it, just a sidebar, uh, I want every creative, when you get a chance, I want every creative to go uh, watch the show Shark Tank. Watch Shark Tank. It'll help you out on how your brand needs to be presented, percentages, you know, investments. It'll open up your brain to how your brand might potentially be bought into by investors. Go watch Shark Tank. For real. It's a real thing. Me and my crew, we watch that shit all the time. It's a real thing. I appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. Make sure you subscribe on all the podcast platforms. You know what I'm saying? Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, uh, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud. And, man, just leave me comments, and I appreciate all the love, man, and I hope y'all got something from it. You know what I mean? This is black and white poison, I'm telling you. If y'all don't get y'all black and white paperwork together, it will become poison for you. I promise you. Let's get it right, creatives, because we need that. Peace.